What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man. You're listening to Bob Culture Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome in. We are brought to you by our friends over at English Town Flea Market Funkenstein Wrestling Superstore. Check them out on eBay and online, or maybe hit up the flea market if you're in Jersey, Saturdays and Sundays from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Heather and Dan, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. We got G.I. Joe's, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. I found like this Undertaker. Remember these grow things? Like you put them in the water? So cool. No. Funkenstein. So I, I had to get, I'm like, I need this. <sighs> I'm never gonna open it, or maybe I will and put it in water. I don't know. It's no, like, it'll be a collectible one day. Right? I just I have Save to it. have it. I don't know why. <laughs> this this room is like uh, a Toys R Us, but I digress. Funkenstein Wrestling Superstore. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show and Shameless Promo. Please welcome back to the show. You know him as the Mister Perfect. After well, not a hot showing last time. He was perfect before that, but you know him from Sweet Chin Musings and ThePopRate.com. Mike, what happened, bro? You know, sometimes you get in your own head and things just don't work out. But again, the important thing is I beat Kimmy. And that's all that really matters. We can, it's, that's all that I care about. Are we talking about extreme rules again? (laughs) No, we're not talking about extreme rules again. That was a terrible showing by Kimmy. That That was, she was literally, oh, and whatever it was. That was a terrible showing. Well, I, say, I didn't say that. Mike, it's, it's good to have you back, man. No doubt in yeah, my mind. Because this guy's strangely in tune with WWE booking. We got to have him on all the WWE shows. Thanks for making the time all the way uh, from Detroit Rock City. We appreciate you. But, you know, we need someone to kind of pick up the slack a little bit, man. And so we had to bring in one of the best aficionados of the sport. I know you know her from a wrestling gal podcast, SE Scoops, Wrestling Inc. She's all over the place. She's killing it right now. Ella, thanks for making the time. Ella J, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Of course, you, I'm so happy to be here. Of course, I could never... Um, replaced the lovely Kimmy who is in WrestleCade today in Winston-Salem. She's doing her thing over there, so I had to step up. Not that I could replace you, Kimmy. Hopefully I have a better showing than, than you have the last couple times, but uh-huh. I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. A little friendly competition, Ella. Thank you so much for making the time. Um, and let's start here, guys. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to start with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Totally not reading this. Ronda Rousey, the champion, taking on Shotzi Blackheart. Interesting pick here. I've been a big Shotzi fan for a long time since Evolve and the Independence. It's cool to see her get that tap on the shoulder, uh, but kind of out of the blue, man. I kind of like it when they climb that proverbial ladder a little bit more. I want to get attached to a little bit more of a long-term storyline with Shotzi. So this is interesting with Shayna Baszler coming into play as well. Uh, we know Mike likes going last, so let's throw it to you, Ella. What are your thoughts on this match, and does Ronda retain here? Oh, one million percent she retains. Like you said, it was kind of a sudden thing. It's a great opportunity for Shotzi. I did not have her winning that six-pack challenge, um, but she did. So it was a pleasant surprise to see that kind of, you know, getting somebody new in the shuffle. But at the end of the day, it's just there is nobody like outside of Liv Morgan right now on SmackDown that can like believably beat Dana right now, which is why after uh, Ronda beats Shotzi, I think we might be getting a return of the Queen on SmackDown. And I'm not just saying that because I'll be at that SmackDown after Survivor Series next week. But 
I we need something going on here because otherwise it's just going to be the same lead up into the Rumble. Maybe Charlotte returns to the Rumble. If she does not return, though, uh, Ronda's just going to run through everybody leading up to the Rumble until maybe somebody steps up. So at the end of the day, until you either have like a, a, a Sasha, a Naomi, or a Charlotte back, it's just going to be the same carousel of Ronda getting, you know, opponent after opponent for me. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I'm going to keep it short and sweet before I throw it to Mike. Um, I want to see Shotzi's journey a little bit more. Um, I've been a bit, big fan of Shotzi, like I said earlier. I just want to see some more feuds before she just takes on Ronda like this. It seems out of the blue. Uh, it seems a little thrown together from my personal taste. I like a little bit more of the long-term storytelling stuff. That being said, I think Ronda retains possibly up to Mania here. Mike, what do you got for us? Yeah, this is definitely the lock of the night. Uh, Rhonda has no chance of losing here. Lock it in. Uh, I think she is going to hold it until Mania. Um, I'm afraid. I don't want to see Charlotte come back at the Rumble because I'm a little afraid like we're going to get Cody returning at the Rumble and I don't want like two surprise returns to each win. I, that's lazy booking to me. Do it with one of them. Don't do it with both. But I mean, the simple fact of the matter is there's nobody on the SmackDown women's roster currently that is a legitimate threat. You can make a story out of Shayna Baszler and Ronda and their history and all that. And I think that's probably your best bridge feud between now and whatever uh, Ronda has going into WrestleMania. But the fact of the matter is Ronda does not wrestle that much. Uh, we didn't have a lot of time uh, to build something up and it's, it's not even really necessary, but it's, I'd, I'd rather at least them put something on. It gives Ronda a good victory to make her continue to look strong. And unless we have some kind of story with Shayna Baszler between now and WrestleMania season, I really see this just being a, a cakewalk for Ronda. And that's the story they're going to tell is that she's so dominant who could possibly stop her. Cue Sasha's music, cue Charlotte's music, something like that. But until then the current roster as it is, has no chance of beating Ronda. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. And no disrespect, uh, we love a lot of these talents. But that yeah. being said, like, uh, you know, excluding some sort of big return like Ella was uh, alluding to, we need some sort of a uh, bigger contender uh, for Ronda at this stage. And guys, thank you for tuning in the chat. Please sh uh, share the stream. Let us know who you got. Let's talk about the United States Championship. We have Seth Rollins. I'm so glad Kimmy's not here right now. No disrespect because we know who she'd pick versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Kind of a new uh, direction here for Austin Theory. Mike, I'll boomerang it right back to you. What do you think about this one, man? Yeah, so this really should be a one-on-one -on -one match between Theory and Rollins with Theory going in as the champion. I loved that they had him cash in on something other than the world title. I think that's a great way to open the door for future money in the banks. And now they can literally go for anything. Because even though it's never been exclusively said, that was always kind of the unspoken rule. Like, well, they're going to go for the world championship. Now they can go for anything. I thought it was a great move to have him cash in. I thought it was really, really stupid to have him cash in unsuccessfully. If he can't beat Rollins in that type of scenario, even with the outside interference, blah, 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 there's no way we're going to believe that he could beat Rollins in a one-on-one -on -one match bell to bell. So you throw in Bobby Lashley. Now maybe there's a little bit of, ooh, I don't know, maybe... Lashley beats up Rollins and Theory gets a, a cheap pin. Like, there's a lot of ways you can do it with the triple threat. I still think that if you weren't going to have Rollins lose it uh, at the money with the money in the bank cash in, it'd be really, in my opinion, kind of dumb to have him lose it now. I think this was the first misstep that Triple H made as far as head of creative. And this is his chance to sort of right the ship, keep Seth Rollins looking strong because if he was able to defend the title under those circumstances, but now he loses it here. I'm 
that doesn't jive with me. Uh, this is, you sort of put Seth in a position where now his character for so long, I've always been saying for years now, a year and a half, his character doesn't need to win to keep looking strong. Now his character needs to win to keep looking strong. They put him in that situation and I'm hoping that they continue to let him ride that momentum and we get a Seth Rollins win here. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that just for so many reasons right then and there. Ella, are you going a different direction here? Um, It depends on one contingency because we're also, like, there's nothing in between Survivor Series, at least main roster-wise, and the Royal Rumble, right? At least that we know of right now. There is absolutely nothing going on in between them, pay-per-view or premium live event-wise. So for me, with the uncertainty of Roman Reigns heading into Mania, I feel if Cody isn't the one to return at the Rumble to win it, I truly believe that Seth Rollins might be a contender for him if it's not Cody. So for me, uh, that would obviously mean... uh, So if Cody doesn't return at the Rumble, personally, I think the the plan would be now to have Rollins drop it and Bobby pins... pins theory so technically he doesn't get pinned in the process and bobby's the champion however if cody isn't the plan now i feel like they have a good idea in their mind of who they want to win that rumble but also depends on cody's injury status and whatever if cody isn't returning at the rumble i think seth is a huge contender for roman heading into mania so right now him losing it would kind of set that in motion especially he has the bracken rights oh you never actually pinned me you know bobby pinned theory however if that's not the track then i absolutely see Rollins retaining here and keeping up being the top prize holder on Monday Night Raw while the the main champion is nowhere to be seen so it depends for me Interesting. Good, good outside the box thinking. I like it. And shout out the good sister, Kimmy Sokol, alive from <laughs> WrestleCade, making time, saying, Mike, you better be picking uh, Rollins. Hashtag fight forever. Um, it's hard to go a different direction, uh, good sister, not just for you, um, but it's hard to pick against Rollins here because you don't want to. You're talking about making the United States Championship uh, relevant and important again. And I feel like if you hot potato this thing, Rollins, uh, Bobby, whatever it is, we know Theory's mm-hmm. been a former United States champion already. Um, we could go talk about that cash. And I thought you brought up some fair points for sure, Mike. Um, for so many reasons, it's hard to pick against Rollins winning. If if Bobby Lashley wins here, um, you know, you're kind of hot potatoing the thing. If Theory wins, uh, is that like a consolation prize for him losing that money in the bank? Like, I'm not sure what that accomplished. And, and I could see them going that way, especially because we're all seemingly picking Rollins for the most part. And guys in the chat, let us know uh, who you have. But if we're picking Rollins here, it's going to be one of those things we watch it and then Theory gets it. And like, yeah, that's that seems right, Mike. But Mike, you're so in tune with this stuff. I'm going to go Seth Rollins uh, to retain here for sure. Let's and say, to, yeah, to put a kibosh on Ellis caveat, um, Cody is returning at the Rumble and he's winning. Okay. That's, I, that's, I mean, it's fine with me. I'll be going. I'd be happy to see that. But Girl, I, oh, I so tried to pull the trigger on going. I couldn't justify it. But uh, he's he's going to return. I hope morning. so. I just fear because I just fear because the unknown. Like we just heard the Randy Orton news today. He's going to be out way further than than expected at first. So that's kind of been my fear. Like, what if like. I mean, granted, they should know by now what track he's on to return. So, and now is the time they got to start booking to set that up for Rumble and Mania season, especially considering there's no uh, premium live event on the main roster between now and the Rumble. So, I think now Survivor Series is really going to be getting to start to set the the seeds for Mania season, barring any injuries, of course. But 
And that's been a major issue with WWE. But I just also think the fact that we've heard nothing about Cody's injury tells me that he's on track to return. I hope so. Like, there's no, it's sort of like the no news is good news kind of thing here. Mm -hmm. I I think they're trying to do whatever they can to get us forget about Cody Rhodes. So come (laughs) come Royal Rumble. Oh, we're not forgetting. (gasps) Oh, I'm not forgetting. I'm not. I'm ready to pull the trigger on Cody Rhodes winning. I'm so ready for it. Just to be there in person for that, too. That's it. And it's smart booking. Like, don't get cute with it. Have them return. Have them win the thing, man. It just... It's easy money. It makes so much sense. So we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm super jealous. I don't get to be there in person. Um, but let's talk about this one. AJ Styles, who's been taking more L's than usual this past year, versus Finn Balor of the Judgment Day. Um, Ella, I'll throw it to you first on this one. Uh, what's your investment level in this match, and who walks out with the dub? You know what's crazy? I saw the other day AJ Styles has not had a singles pay-per-view win in three in over three years since 2019 singles matches on a pay-per-view. He has not won in three years, which is absolutely insane. But he's only won like the, the multi-man matches or the tag matches that he's had at these premium live events slash pay-per-views. So I think now is the time to get AJ Styles back on track, especially because he was suffering from the judgment day for a while till the oc till the mia yim came back in and considering like finn balor kind of like has gotten the leg up on them and judgment day's gotten the leg up on them the last couple of weeks excluding raw this past week at the end but i feel like now is the time for aj styles to get his momentum back he's been losing literally every singles match he's had on pay-per-views the last three years so i feel like it's time to get him back on track I think that's a that's a really fair pick. I'm sitting here going, what does it accomplish though? You're getting all these L's, um, you know, and I think Styles is kind of in that point in his career where you're kind of not that he needs to, but he's putting people yeah. over. He's doing his thing. Like the easy pick is, I like that you pick Styles. The easy pick is Finn Balor here. It's one of those things though. It's like yeah, it's on a pay per view or premium live event, and I'm watching. I'm like, this is one of those things you can have this match and then run it back on Raw. And the other guy wins, and it just completely defeats like the whole purpose yeah. of it. A lot of moving parts with Judgment Day. I feel like this is going to be more of a an angle or a storytelling device. They just did that thing with uh, Dom and Rhea going to Ray's yeah. house. Yes, um, great. I, <laughs> hey, give me, give me, you know, Ray making the save with Judgment Day. You know, it's it's a it's not two different brands because it's a premium live event. I just watched the Ray documentary this morning, so forgive me with all yeah. my mistakes. He's That's injured though. I think with his knee or That's his leg, right. unfortunately, so or his foot or something like that. That's why he was wearing the cast in that's the video right too. i forgot about good looking at that's why you're here ella good looking out <laughs> I, I was getting i'm doing my fantasy booking already man <laughs> um but check out those uh any um biographies are fantastic really really good um that being said i feel like this is going to be some sort of storytelling device more than the match some wonky finish someone getting introduced into the mix um obviously we have the the club those kind of things so i think it's going to be more about that this one can honestly go either way I'll go with Finn Balor to build the heat, to build the Judgment Day, and that's that's kind of a safe pick. Um, but, Mike, what do you got for us, man? You're pretty smart. I, I am pretty smart, Rob. Thank you. Uh, I So there's two trains of thought here. First train of thought is Judgment Day, whether we want them to be or not, are a main event stable. It's clear that they have the momentum behind them. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with for a while to come. I see gold getting on that. Uh, faction sometime within the next six months Uh, but I don't understand what a Finn Balor win does here besides completely burying AJ Styles and the OC I thought Crown Jewel was their time 
to get a revenge victory. It's a three-on-three match. Dom pinned AJ in a one-on-one match. You have AJ pinned Dom. Everyone's kind of, you know, saves face. We didn't get that. We got another Judgment Day win, and they're dominating. They're steamrolling. If they win here, regardless of the circumstances, to me, this feud is dead and gone. And that might be what they're doing. Maybe this is just the end of it, and we're putting them over. AJ Styles doesn't have a problem doing that. But I think more so than just AJ Styles, this also really hurts the club and Mia Yim. If you bring Mia Yim to new to be the neutralizing force for Rhea Ripley, finally we've got this so-called even playing field. If a returning Gallows and Anderson and a debuting Mia Yim can't help AJ Styles get one fairly inconsequential win against Finn Balor. To me, this is saying a lot more about the decline of AJ Styles and everyone associated with him more so than anything else that's going on. I think if we could, I think you add me a yim to get a little bit more meat on these bones. So having uh, AJ Styles win here somehow, some way helps keep that uh, story moving forward for a little while longer until we can finish telling whatever story we want to tell. I think ultimately we do end up with Ray and Dom at WrestleMania. I'm still expecting that completely, uh, but there's time to fill. And with Ray, especially being on the bench, I think this is an easy way to continue the storyline and keep giving Judgment Day something to do until we're ready for them to make make that next step. But if Finn wins here, to me, this rivalry is dead and gone, and I'm not ready for it. Plus, I kind of like AJ Styles, so I'm going to win. I th- I think I'm wrong, and you guys are definitely right on this one. I think probably, that's, that's, I'm, but I'm usually wrong, so that's why you guys are here. Um, just reading the comments, uh, I was hoping OC and Judgment Day would have had a clash at War Games. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But I love that the Bloodlines fighting. Um, but again, the question was who would they be fighting? So we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Let's talk about the women's War Games match. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Mia Yim versus TBA, or with TBA, I'm sorry, versus Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. I mean, the first question here is, who's the TBA? The second question is, who's winning this uh, Women's War Games match? I am hyped for it. Ella, what do you got? Well, we'll find out tonight on uh, Friday Night Smackdown yep. who it is. Um, it's been rumored. I don't know if it's 100% confirmed that it's Becky Lynch. But I know, I believe they said she'll be on site of SmackDown tonight. Same with Maurice, by the way. Um, so, oh, sorry, sorry. She'll be on um, for tomorrow, actually. She'll be on site for Survivor Series tomorrow. So maybe that's setting up what you were saying earlier, Mike, with um, Miz and Gargano maybe on the pre-show or something like that. Um, so this one, Alexa Bliss has been teasing, like, low-key teasing that she's like drifting away she's not fully with her team we've seen that she's been standing far away in like promos and like on the stage people have all these theories and stuff and then she's been caught up in the bray wyatt stuff we've seen tease with like the butterfly and the stuff in the back so i honestly think you know Bailey's been taking L's, unfortunately. However, I think now is the time that she turns that around for herself with the betrayal of Alexa Bliss from her team that we've been seeing tease. So I think damage control and Bailey and 
I feel like they're, I feel like really the factor that's putting me over is they've been protecting Rhea Ripley so much that I don't think Rhea Ripley takes an L here. Um, and Bailey's also been, Bailey's been losing. So I think that now's her time to, to kind of get back on the right track, you know, after she pinned Bianca back in September, but she's kind of taken a lot of L's since then. So with the assistance of Alexa Bliss, I predict damage control Nikki and Rhea will win. Kind of want to copy and paste and steal your homework on that one. <laughs> really good. I th- I think Becky is the obvious choice. Um, just because there's been a lot of a lot of more yeah. news with her lately and an uptick uh, on social media with her. So I'm I'm thinking she's coming back, and that'd be great. I what a great reaction that'll be. I'm completely here for it, and I think that's the right spot for her uh, coming out of that feud with Bianca. I think it's just like that adds a little bit of that emotion. I'm very excited about, and then the Alexa Bliss stuff. I didn't even think about that. Totally copying your answer here, but I think that's a really really good point is it one of those things where um because she had even tweeted she kind of wants to embrace that uh, again too uh, again i take everything on twitter with a grain of salt that being said um would she use like some sort of supernatural thing to betray her team or maybe Possibly. you know aid her team because you know, gotta think it's and again the fans at the end of the day decide who's heel or face but uh is she gonna use her her it's like star wars you can use the power for good or evil and that should be interesting and i think this is one of those rare situations also to add to your theory where Bianca can take an L, you know, and it, it's it's a team thing. She doesn't have to be pinned to, to technically it's, lose. Exactly. There's literally four other people on her team. It could be. My only question, though, is like, why would they go to SmackDown to introduce Becky Lynch, though, is the thing. Becky wasn't even on SmackDown. So there's also been the running theory that, you know, Liv hasn't been really doing anything. She's obviously not facing Ronda, but she's also been doing this, like, slow character change. So I don't know if Liv would make sense. People are saying it could be a SmackDown person, too, because why else would you go to SmackDown? Becky he was not on SmackDown. So, um, I mean, um, unless... Uh, unless it's somebody else returning to SmackDown. <laughs> hmm. um, maybe maybe the Queen. I don't know, though. Comes? That's interesting. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Why, just, why would they also just go to SmackDown, though? Just to introduce Becky Lynch is my confusion. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you bring up some great points, and I am just so happy... That they're not doing the same thing they do every year with the blue shirts versus the red shirts. And yeah. They jump each other the show. Yeah. And then Bragging like, rights is dead. And then like, <laughs> Zig- and then like Ziggler and Rude, like they're feuding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like high fiving as they're attacking yeah. all the raw guys. And you're just like, it drove me nuts year after year. <laughs> so this is some of these teams are a little bit more forced than others, but you kind of have to get five people on the same page. It's tricky. And we saw the factionism kind of start leading up to this. So uh, it's, it's not as bad as usual. I'm in for it. I think. There's just so many great, even with damage control, there's so many great solo female talents. I, I feel like you don't always need to lump them together like that. But this should be, the match itself, everyone's going to hit their spots. This should be a lot of fun, especially with like the Rhea Ripley's and the Bianca's of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Becky comes back, it's going to be great. Mike, tell me why I'm wrong here. Uh, well, you're wrong simply because I've been wrong the last 7,000 times I've picked against Bianca Belair. <laughs> and it makes all the sense in the world for damage control to win here. But it's like we said, oh, uh, Bianca doesn't have to take take a pin to lose here. She didn't have to take a pin in the ladder match. She didn't have to take a pin in the last woman standing match. And she still wins despite all the odds because that's all that Bianca Belair does apparently is win. I don't I- see them having, re- even if, you know, 
they'll they want to protect Bianca and that you you think damage control is just going to lose again. They've yeah. been protecting Rhea Ripley so much. Like just for me, I don't see them because she's been booked so strong with with Judgment Day. For me, Rhea, even so, Rhea Ripley, I don't think they would have taken L. But go on. <laughs> but I mean, Rhea's not going to take the L. Just like yeah. Bianca's not going to take the L mm-hmm. for their team. And we're saying that's a way it, it protects yeah. them. I mean, if that yeah. logic is true for Bianca, that logic is true, true. for Rhea. Like it's one and the same. Um, but. So here's why I hate the idea of Alexa Bliss turning, uh, at least in the way that it's projected that she's going to. First of all, Bray Wyatt is in the feud of the year with himself right now, and he doesn't need anybody else. I want Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt at uh, WrestleMania. Let's make it a cinematic match. It'll happen. It'll be great. We don't need Alexa for this. Um, I don't... I don't like the idea of her turning in the war games match too, because it's just so Dakota Kai from NXT from a few years ago where, Oh, she, she was the good guy and she turned on the team and the bad guys won because of it. I just, I've seen it, been there, done that. We haven't had enough female war games match to run that finish back yet. I mean, I think that's cheap. Uh, And the other reason is again, Bianca doesn't seem to lose. And I don't, there's a lot of people that can get easy loss here. If the returning person for their team is someone like Becky Lynch or Charlotte or something like that, I can't imagine them coming back to a loss. I think this is just an opportunity for a feel good moment. And again, I want to say damage control should win. They should absolutely win this match, but nothing in the last six months has led me to believe Bianca Belair is going to take a loss. I said on the last uh, podcast, if I was wrong, then I will stop picking against Bianca Belair. Fool me 14 times, shame on you. Fool me 15 times, shame on me. I'm not going to be wrong again until Bianca Belair loses. So I think they win, even though they should lose. Wow. Why why do you think that they've been, like, teasing that Alexa stuff, though? Even Corey Graves said on commentary that she doesn't seem enthusiastic about the match, that she has ulterior motives for teaming with Bianca. She can turn... And try to go against Bianca. I just don't want it to be in like that supernatural Lily sister Abigail sort of thing that they were doing before it. I, it, it doesn't need it because because he's not the fiend. Alexa Bliss was never with Bray Wyatt. Alexa Bliss was with the fiend. And that was a very distinction, very important distinction that we're choosing to make here. Bray Wyatt, those characters are dead. The old Bray Wyatt is dead. The fiend is dead. They are no more. Uh, the Wyatt Six is not returning at any time soon, and thank God for it. Uh, so it, to me, it doesn't make sense for Alexa to go back with that group. I'm fine with her turning if we need uh, another big heel. Oh, and to answer your question about why bring Becky back on SmackDown when she was never part of SmackDown, honestly, I, you're the only person that I know that even pays attention to who's on what brand. It's so to me, it so doesn't matter. Like it, and it should matter. I like when it matters. It doesn't matter. Bring Becky back wherever you want. And given that there's a lack of legitimate threats to Ronda Rousey, makes a lot of sense to bring Becky back on SmackDown if you want to start playing that angle. I I hope so, because frankly, I'm also just biased because I'm I'm attending SmackDown next week. And there is literally nobody on this women's roster outside of Liv Morgan that like even makes and I mean, Natalia's out. You have a veteran out. You know, nobody on this women's roster right now for SmackDown has just been compelling to me, legitimate threat to Rousey. So I'm just also hoping that we get Becky or Charlotte on SmackDown selfishly for next week. So ugh, we'll see, though. Well, you guys are knocking it out of the park real quick. I want to go to the chat. Uh, John in the chat saying, 
Uh, if it is Becky, they shouldn't reveal it until she walks to the cage Saturday, which would solve the mm. SmackDown problem for real. But I believe they did announce, uh, what, an hour from now they'll be announcing on SmackDown. Yes. So we'll find out who that is, guys. Let's talk about the men's war games match. We the ones, the Usos, Solo, Sokoa, Roman Reigns, and the honorary Us. Sami Zayn, who has just been stealing the show. I mean, let's be real. He's already won this match versus Kevin Owens, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, and the brawling brutes. You know, we were wondering, first of all, happy Romans fighting. Um, you know, we haven't really seen the bloodline fight all together in any form or fashion. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've been at ringside. They've done different tag matches and stuff like that. But this will be cool to see them all together fighting. Sammy is going to introduce a comedy element into the fighting part of it or the match or there's going to be a miscue or um, there's going to be something, you know, we're going to get the Uzi chance and all that stuff. Like I was going on and on about how I love that. It was the most Saturday Night Live thing I've ever seen in wrestling, just how the crowd got louder when they broke. Uh, it was so cool. But now we're down to business. We're uh, inside for war games. But now we have the Brawling Brutes. Somewhat of a, a heel faction starting out. Little bit of that lean into the face turn. You know, they were kind of like, oh, you know, Seamus is hurt. And then retroactively, they're like, no, he was getting married. And they kind of like, you know, contradicted themselves a little bit. I'm, I'm big on storytelling. Um, but that's the order of things. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but I thought bringing Drew in was a good fit. I thought it made sense. Obviously, the outside relationship. We live in this reality era. We live in this social media area. Let's lean into it. I think it's a good fit. Uh, you got a big, powerful guy like Drew added to that team. Makes them that much more powerful. And the fifth guy being Kevin. You know, I think I had read something like he had been injured. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, and him coming back and obviously that dynamic with Sammy. We're going to get a moment there, I feel. But it, like we said, what team is going to fight the bloodline here? I don't see any benefit of this team winning. Uh, I, I, I want a really good match. You know, the real winner is the fans, like I always say. Um, uh, Bubba in the chat saying Owens turns that'd be interesting but again we got 10 guys it should be very very interesting I just see the bloodline for the first time all together fighting uh, throwing them up at the end you know you got the copyright logo we out like uh, simple as that Mike what do you got yeah so uh, if you're not familiar with the history of war games uh, war games is literally created for a super team of baby faces to defeat the dominant heel faction. That's literally what it was created. So Dusty Rhodes and his boys could get a measure of revenge on the four horsemen. Again, all logic says that this is a great chance for the bloodline to take a loss. You can have Sammy or Jay take a loss and that sows that seed of doubt and division where these two got to separate and we got to go from there. There's a lot of there's a lot of logic. If you want to make Sheamus a contender against Roman Reigns going into Royal Rumble or something like that, good chance for that there. There's a lot of ways that you can go where you'd have the Brutes and Drew and Kevin Owens win. Uh, but, so I said a long time ago, I ain't picking against Roman Reigns. Not now, not ever. I still think this, we're, we're leading toward, here's what we're leading toward. We're leading towards Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. That's the way this story goes. There's, if you don't do that, you have blown the biggest opportunity with uh, a Sami Zayn pop. That's the biggest. That's going to be Austin level pop if it happens. It starts here, but not because Sami or Jay take the loss. What I see happening is Roman ends up getting the win, but Roman has to save the day. I would love for Sami to be in trouble. Jay has to go out of his way to save Sami. 
but then Jay's in trouble and Roman has to save Jay. Roman gets the win, but now Roman's pissed. He's like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to continue to carry everybody? We get this. Something's got to give between Sammy and Jay. Finally, Roman says, you know what? You guys can't figure it out amongst yourselves. Fight for the spot. One he ins, one he out. That's where we get the turn on Sammy, either during that match or immediately after, because blood's going to pick blood. And as Usi as uh, Sammy Zayn is, he ain't blood. Uh, so I think that's where you go with this. But I still think you're. It's to the point now with title or not, multi man match or not, the first person to get a real win over Roman Reigns, whether it's his team or individual. That is the goal. That is like the that is the holy grail right now of who's finally going to get a real win over Roman Reigns. And I just don't want to see it happen in a five on five match. So War Games is made for the good guys to win against a dominant heel force. But this is this is a for a dominant heel force that we have not seen in a very, very long time. And I think we still get the the uh, division being sown within the bloodline. But because Roman is so damn good and so damn powerful and so keep Roman looking strong, he's going to find a way to get the win here once again. Also, I don't love that Sami Zayn did the Paul Heyman guarantee. That scares me a lot. I was a lot more confident in the bloodline before Sami Zayn said that, uh, but I'm still sticking with him. Yeah, and you bring up a good point because you could argue, and I'm not disagreeing with you, you could argue, like obviously we know what team is the face team, we know what team is the heel team, but you could argue that the bloodline are complete, I, I like the gray area stuff, are completely heels. Again, at the end of the day, the crowd decides who's face and who's heel. So we'll see what the reaction's like. Um, and I'm not contradicting your point at all. You bring up a very good point. Um, so this should be very interesting. Ella, the voice of reason, what do you got for us over here? Um... I do think, yes, the bloodline are going to continue and it's going to be a banger, as Seamus would say. Um, <clears throat> maybe it's just because I'm conditioned this way. I don't think that we are going to go through this entire pay-per-view without somebody turning on somebody, whether it's in the women's war games or the men's. Maybe just because I'm conditioned to do that. So I think that they said this was the main event. So if we don't get any turn from Alexa Bliss in the women's war games, maybe Kevin Owens, I mean, Kevin Owens has been known to be a flip-flopper and turning on his teammates all the time. And he literally like teased and said that he has like, he has no problem problem with sammy like he's good friends with sammy so for me like him coming back as like a baby face was a little strange it made sense a little bit he had that chemistry with sammy Zayn and all of that but he's been a flip-flopper like the last couple of years like never consistently baby faced for a long period of time he's always turned so i think we, we're gonna get some turn at this pay-per-view whether it's in the women's war games or it's kevin owens turning on them and you know helping sammy out and i don't know but i do like mike's theory a lot though so i i think regardless the bloodline are good are gonna win this match um just don't have drew take the pin and then i'm good that's all that's all i'm asking just don't have drew take the pin Rich Holland takes the point. In, in the chat. Probably. Yeah, very, Probably. Well, very well said. And in the chat, we're getting a lot of uh, Sammy takes the pin, which selfishly, I think, opens so many doors to just good storytelling. Like, the selfishly, I'd want that to see how it plays out on TV, you know? It's better if Jay, if you're going that way, it's better if Jay takes the pin. Yeah. Because if Jay takes the pin, there's a reason to keep Sammy around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If Sammy takes the pin, kick his ass out now. And I yeah. think it's too early to kick him out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm here for like that awkward tension at all times between that. Like that's what I'm here for. It's great. It's it, great. It works. Um, guys, thank you so much for making the time. Real quick, let's get that shameless promo out of the way. Real quick, I want to say we're also brought to you by Standalone Wrestling. Totally not reading this. Presents Contest <laughs> of Champions. It's gonna be a week from tomorrow, December third, Tom's River, New Jersey. We got Sting. We got Sarge. Nick Aldis. We got. Matt Cardona, so many big names. We have the camp for up-and-coming wrestlers. We're going to have people and agents from some of the biggest wrestling companies in the world, a lot of the independents. We also have a super show. Come check it out December 3rd. Get your tickets now. Check out Standalone Wrestling. Follow them on socials. Tickets are on eventbrite.com. Check them out if you're in the area. And before we get out of here, let's throw it to Ella. Tell everyone all these great places they can follow your amazing content. (laughs) To make it easiest, you can follow me on Twitter while Twitter still exists. At It's Ella J. If you go to the link tree in my bio, most of my links to all the the writing and hosting and all all the stuff that I do on those platforms. So that's the easiest way to follow me while Twitter is still around anyway. <laughs> that's it. And you'll be tweeting um, SmackDown. I will tonight. be tweeting SmackDown tonight on SE Scoops. Yes. So make sure, make sure you follow, retweet some stuff, tell Ella what you're thinking. Uh, Ella, thank you so much for making the time. We appreciate it. And we got to throw it back to Mr. Sweet Chin Musings, this handsome face. What do you got for us, bro? Yeah, uh, Facebook, Sweet Chin Musings. I don't even say Twitter anymore. I never use it. Uh, so just follow me on Facebook at Sweet Chin Musings. Uh, you can get all my links to where the podcast is. You can find it anywhere podcasts are broadcast, pretty much. I also write for thepopbreak.com. I've got a, a great little uh, article feud going on with <laughs> Kimmy, who would have thought, right now. And we were making our predictions, and uh, we had we had a lot of fun with it. It's pretty good. I'm winning that feud right now, by the way. That's that's all that matters. I'm not shocked. I'm not <laughs> not, shocked. I know. It's where the smart money is. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. Other than that, just rocking and rolling, watching some wrestling. Going to be going to the Cow Palace in San Francisco for AEW March 1st. Very excited about nice. that. Going to buy these tickets today. Uh, who needs who needs good credit, right? We, we got to go to shows. <laughs> um, other than that, just, yeah, talking about wrestling right here with you, Rob. Love it. Guys, thank you so much for making the time, guys. Enjoy Survivor Series tomorrow. Like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace.